Welcome to AUSA's Membership Matters podcast. This podcast series is designed to help you get the most out of your AUSA chapter experience and to help build a strong sense of community. We educate about what AUSA offers, inform on smart events and opportunities, connect chapters with best practices. Today we are talking with Leo Gilliland. Leo is the third region young professionals representative, as well as the vice president of young professionals for the Redstone Huntsville chapter. Thanks for joining us today, Leo. Thank you. Good morning. Why do you think young professionals are important for chapters to recruit? I think this goes back to why it's important to have YPs on your AUSA board. You know, as a board, we generally don't have a shortage of Army retirees. That means you have a good bit of people that are in the same age bracket or generally the same stage of life. Uh, example, I'm, you know, I'm 36. I'm incredibly tired of learning some new form of social media every time something comes out and Someone tells me I need to need to look at this. Uh, so I think YPs bring a fresh perspective to the board. You know, board YPs are generally tech savvy. They're ambitious. They're team oriented, creative, uh, and they're generous with their time. More importantly for AUSA, it brings a fresh perspective on what it takes to lower the average age of someone that is joining AUSA. Uh, you can't do the same things over and over again and expect a different result. Uh, and, and that result, what we're all trying to achieve here is just growing membership for AUSA. So you're not excited about learning a new Snapchat uh, filter? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I've just, and, and, and you, you, I think you kind of understand my point there. It's, you know, I think even at 36, and I think I'm still considered, depending on your definition of young professional, which we try not to identify an age. We say that they're young at heart. Sure, yeah. If you want to come to the events, at the end of the day, we want to, once again, we want to grow membership. But no, I think, you know, even at this age, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little tired of learning the new freshest thing. And I think as you as you can see how that may apply to someone that's much older, uh, you know, you, you sort of lose or you, you sort of have a similar perspective to those that are also on the board. So I would absolutely agree with you. I think we're kind of in the same boat there. And what do you think are the best ways to get young professionals to join? You know, the best ways to get YPs to join. So as a young professional, when I was looking for ways to get involved, uh, I needed an activity, a board to check more than one box. Uh, so, so what do I mean by that? So there's no shortage of nonprofits out there. While it's great to join an organization that you're passionate about, I was also looking for something that could help me in some way professionally as well. So we're, we're, we're doing more than one thing there. Uh, and that's what AUSA did for me. Uh, if you think about recruiting membership, especially YPs the same way, you can drive down to a few key events that can be held annually, quarterly, or even monthly if your board is motivated enough. Uh, so, so what is that other thing? So it's the ability to, to mingle with business owners, senior leaders in their community. Uh, th these are AUSA members already in your area. You just have to ask them to commit to coming to the events and mingling with YPs. Uh, you, you don't need a lot of these individuals. In fact, uh, a personal invitation to 10 goes much further than an email sent to dozens. So when, when we first started doing, uh, when we first started our, our YP chapter and we first started in, inviting some of our leadership uh, in the community, uh, we were targeting government contractor uh, owners uh, and some of the ownership there or, or, or key leaders there. Uh, and you would see a great turnout for that event from that person's company because they would make sure everyone in their organization knew about the event. Uh, so it, it, it all works together. Uh, and, and, you know, all of those things, uh, you know, equal more YPs at your event. 
And you mentioned um, holding events annually, quarterly, or monthly. What kind of events do you feel are the most successful for YPs? You know, the most successful events are absolutely after-hour events. We, we tried several other, uh, other ways. After-hour events just seem to be the natural flow. You just, you just sort of are, are intercepting that flow of people, what they're going to do anyway. Uh, so it has to be something that starts no later than 530. You can't give people the ability to go home uh, and then expect them to come back out. You know, you're you're going to lose a lot of people that way. Uh, typically, it's at a location that serves adult beverages. Uh, breweries are fantastic because they you can you can buy a beer for a new member, make arrangements not to exceed your budget, maybe five to six dollars. Uh, generally, it doesn't need to include food unless it's donated. Obviously, we're we're, we're trying to manage dollars here as well. Uh, YPs want to go there anyway, so give them another reason to go uh, and, and and meet some interesting people along the way. It also gives those small businesses, those breweries, an opportunity to support the military community. I have been to some of the Redstone Huntsville Young Professional events. Can you tell us a little bit about how you package membership with your events? Certainly. So packaging membership, uh, it's, it's not that difficult. So at the door, uh, you, find, you have to find a way to stop people when they enter. Uh, you're welcomed by two to three smiling faces. It's, it's free to enter. Uh, we want people to attend the events, but we ask that they at least provide a business card or fill out a short form that includes their email address. Uh, it's at this point that we also offer them the ability to join AUSA, sometimes at a discount. Uh, we, we've created a short informational sheet. It's not the long AUSA membership form uh, that gets the minimum amount of information to join AUSA. Uh, it also allows us to contact an individual after the fact, so we can we can put them on our email uh, distribution list, even though they're not necessarily a member. Um, At the bottom of that, it's also asking them what they like to join AUSA today. The idea there is you don't want to bog them down at the door. Uh, You you do want a a pretty quick little speech in the door. Would you like to join? No? Okay, fantastic. Uh, Sometimes if they're joining AUSA and depending on the prices uh, or our budget for the event, they'll receive one or two free drink tickets. Uh, which almost pays for the AUSA membership. So if you're talking through this, uh, they'll start, the wheels will start turning. They say, okay, well, I get two free drinks, and it's basically the same price. Um, and I get a membership to a fantastic organization. Uh, but, but all of this ties back into how we're paying for the event. You know, you just need one good sponsor uh, at the $1,000 to 1500 mark for each event. And it, you can scale that back. But one good sponsor, and, and then you, you carry that on. You don't want to go out, canvas everyone, get 10 to 12 sponsors for an event, uh, and then you want to do it again the next quarter and you're asking the same people. So usually one good sponsor, give them the maximum amount of benefit for being that sponsor, uh, and that should cover your membership discount or, or any cost for the event. And how has the Redstone Huntsville chapter been able to integrate young professionals into the overall chapter to make that experience more meaningful for them? I know you mentioned you guys have a sub-chapter, but um, the overall chapter, how are they able to, to help with the young professional effort? You know, I think you'll find that if you're, if you're holding these events, uh, you're, you're going to find those who would come to more than one event. Uh, and, and, and most of those people are actively looking to get involved in the chapter if they're doing that. They, they, they're motivated by uh, their passion for the Army or helping the average uh, U.S. soldier. Um, so from there, you, you need to start, and you mentioned it, but you need to start a YP board. It doesn't have to be a subchapter. 
Um, it, it can it can just be an informal YP board that puts together these events, uh, and then they use uh, any any additional dollars uh, to contribute towards uh, other things in the community. Um, but you know, you start that board once you have enough interest, and then making sure that people know the meetings are open to members. They don't want to be a board member; they don't have to. Just come to the meetings, and I, I think you'll find that a lot of people are, are motivated enough if they're coming to these events uh, to to continue to get involved uh, with with AUSA in one way, form, or fashion. And you've talked a little bit about how you um, get sponsors for your events. Can you give us three examples about how you've used either the community partners? Or sponsors for your events to build young professional membership. Yeah, so we've, um, you know, you touch on a few different things when you're reaching out to community partners. Um, I think you'd be surprised how many. First of all, I, I think you'd be surprised how many things you can get for free or discounted when pulling together these events. Uh, so if it's if if part of your sponsorship is the brewery itself, uh, you know, I think a sponsorship in kind there. You know, even if it's just using the space, sometimes can can go a long way. Um, for the business owners that you're reaching out to, or the uh, mentors, however you want to phrase it, if you reach out to someone individually, you're giving them the ability to mentor people within sometimes within their organization. Uh, sometimes it gives them the ability to recruit or market at the event. I, I think you, I think you can be pretty flexible when you're asking someone to sponsor these events. You can give them some other type of incentive to do it, other than just financial, and obviously you, you need the financial piece. Uh, but they can set up a table to recruit while they're there. Uh, you know, in Huntsville, and, and I, I realize we've got a very unique um, uh, community here that's full of DOD contractors, but we've, you know, that, that DOD contractor presence means that you've got a lot of groups that are recruiting the same type of individuals. So we see a lot of engineers here. Well. A young engineer with a year of experience uh, is a pretty valuable commodity in this area. So if you invite uh, XYZ competitor uh, and he's present and, you know, he's he obviously wants to speak to this engineer and see if he can find a way to integrate him into his organization. Uh, so, so you're helping all parties. He may get a raise there. Um, if anything, he, he needs a mentor, someone to look up to, uh, someone to, to provide him valuable advice. I would also say that when you're asking these folks to come in, that you request that they try to stay away from uh, mingling with, uh, you know, people that are of a similar age. Or, you know, ask them to go target the YPs. Ask them what they do for a living, uh, you know, and just kind of spark that conversation that way. Uh, you know, moving on, another example, um, obviously financially for them, all, all the things that we've, we've spoke about, you know, growing their presence, Giving them the ability to, to talk to young people in the community uh, is is a pretty valuable uh, tool that we can offer. That's very unique to AUSA, and it's organic. We already have these people as part of our membership. Um, you know, you, you can also ask them to be a speaker. You, you kind of have to be a little careful with this because if you're if you stop an after hours event where people are mingling and enjoying good conversation, maybe they have a drink in their hand. You, you have to be brief. You probably need to leave it. To 10 minutes or so. I think your, your average person that's getting off work, their first introduction to AUSA is this event, and then you interrupt that for a 30 minute speech about, I don't know, XYZ. You, you may lose somebody that way. Uh, so you have to be brief. Um, you you want to tell people why you're there. Use that time uh, wisely. Give them, give them a brief spiel about AUSA, why it's important, pull on their heartstrings a little bit, uh, and see if you get an additional member out of that. Thanks so much. 
Um, you are a wealth of knowledge and one of AUSA's pioneers of the Young Professionals Program. What is the most important tip you could share with another chapter about building their YP program? The most important tip, you know, I think it's that it takes a YP to grow a YP program. Uh, you know, I, I think we've got some uh, outstanding professionals that are board members, executive board members, uh, but I, I think there there needs to be a um, you, you gotta you have to let go uh, to some degree. You you have to delegate some of this to to someone that maybe has a little bit more of an insight in, in what's going to drive someone to an event. Uh, I was very fortunate to have a few fantastic leaders on our executive board when we first got started uh, that allowed us to do something completely different than was previously attempted. Um, and, and I would also say as you're identifying those people. Uh, you know, you got to mix it up a little bit. You, you can't be the same type uh, of, of person that, that you're pulling in uh, for YPs to kind of grow and have some of these initial ideas. I'll tell you, having people that uh, have a sales background is key, uh, financial advisors, business development professionals, uh, you know, anyone that's okay or is accustomed to being told no uh, and they're not as easily discouraged, I think is key. Uh, it, it's crucial when you're asking for sponsorship dollars uh, for an untested or a first-time event. And I'll tell you, our first YP board, I think more than half were in some kind of an outbound uh, calling effort or some kind of business development role. And it was crucial uh, for getting started and, and really allowing us to push that thing forward. Um, Thank you so much. And thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. Um, your insight is really valuable, and I think the chapters can learn a lot from it. Really enjoyed it, Christine. Thanks for having me. Your membership matters. Please visit the Ask Toolkit at ausa.org ask. Spend time, explore, get inspired. There are so much great, easy to use information that will make your chapter experience better. Thank you for listening today, and thank you for being such an important part of AUSA. Tune in in two weeks for an all-new episode of Membership Matters.